Swing and a high fly ball into center, driving back Pilar all the way to the wall, leaping. He can't get it, and there's number one. There you go, Eck. Bobby Dahlbeck for the first time this season, and he has tied the game at one here at City Field. Yeah. And he'll swing and loft that one into left field. That's going to drop down for a hit. Here comes the run. Kike Hernandez read that one beautifully. He is in to score. It's an RBI for Devers. And the Red Sox lead it 2-1. to one. The pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. There's your one more pitch. Inning over. Garrett Richards has struck out 10. And he throws seven brilliant innings. Two down. Bases empty. Bottom of the ninth. 3-2 to Dominic Smith. Yeah, swing and a miss, and the Red Sox win another one. one nothing tonight. The Boston Red Sox hit the field looking to get back on top of the American League East. We're breaking down every pitch all season long on OB's Backstop Podcast, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 13 of the Backstop Podcast. The Red Sox sweep the New York Mets in a two-game series. Both games were low-scoring games. I start with the first game. Richards started for the Red Sox in which many media outlets and fans wondered how bad would he pitch against the Mets. And David Peterson was a starter for the Mets. So the prediction was supposed to be a high-scoring game. But as a result, it was a total opposite. The Red Sox defeated the Mets 2-1. Richards gave up a home run in the second from Mets' Jeff McNeil to tie the game 1-1. But Richards kept his composure and went on to pitch 7 innings with a total of 93 pitches. He struck out 10 batters and gave up 7 hits for the win. After the game, Alex Cora commended Richards for his performance. He stated, when you see that stuff moving all over the place on the swing and misses, you've got to trust your players, and this is the guy we trust. Richards had his best game out of his five starts. It is the first time this season that he has pitched past the fifth inning. Richards would need to continue to pitch like he did against the Mets for everyone else, including myself, to trust him on the mound. In the second game, Pivetta and Mets DeGrom performed very well. The only run scored in the game came in the second inning when Christian Vasquez doubled to deep right field. Bogart scored the only run. The Red Sox came out victorious 1-0. Pavetta pitched five strong innings. He struck out seven batters. Although he gave up three walks, the Mets could not capitalize as the team went 0-4 in runners in scoring position. Gary Whitlock came in relief for two innings and still 13.1 innings. That's right, 13 and one-third innings that he has pitched and he has not yet given up a run. On the other side, DeGrom, who is the best pitcher in the National League, pitched six strong innings and struck out nine Red Sox batters. Both bullpens did their best and they did an outstanding job to minimize any runs scored. And as a result, the Red Sox sweep the series. The next time the Red Sox will face the Mets will be at Fenway Park in the month of September. The most notable Red Sox personnel in the series was Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes is strictly on point. He is probably the most improved Red Sox pitcher compared to last season. He saved both games 
as he has racked up six total saves. Barnes struck out two batters in the first game and he struck out the side in the second game. Rafael Devers is on fire as he went four for eight in the series. Bobby Dalbeck got his first home run in the series off of Peterson. As a team, the Red Sox batting average has decreased. In the last four games, the Red Sox are batting under 200 while the pitching has improved. I don't know about you, but I would not want the Red Sox to be compared to DeGrom in the Mets. The Red Sox have shown their utility talent and hopefully the offense can come alive versus the Texas Rangers. And before we go and cover on the next upcoming series with the Texas Rangers, on April 29th, 1986, Roger Clemens pitched a complete game and set an MLB record with 20 strikeouts in a game against the Seattle Mariners. A new record. Clemens has set a major league record for strikeouts in a game. 20. To shortstop, Romero. Game's over and Roger Clemens has fanned 20 for a new record. The Red Sox will score off against the Texas Rangers in a four-game series. Brock Holt is expected to play as he is the former Red Sox player. The starting pitches for Game 1 is Perez for the Red Sox and Kyle Gibson for the Texas Rangers. J.D. Martinez has struggled against Gibson. He struck out 11 times in his career. However, Martinez has hit two home runs against him. For Perez, he's been on lock against the Rangers as he's only allowed his opponents to average 200. In game two, we have Evaldi on the mound as he's only faced two batters in the current roster of the Texas Rangers. Kohai Arara is his first time pitching against the Red Sox. And in game three, Rodriguez comes to the mound. The Rangers have been batting at least a 298 against them. So let's see if his improvement on the mound will actually decrease that batting average. Jordan Lyles for the Rangers will take the mound as he's only faced five Red Sox batters in his career. And in game four, Richards takes back the mound. That's right. So let's see if he could do the same performance he did against the Mets. Right now, the Rangers are only batting a 225 against Richards. And Mike Fultonowicz is the starting pitcher for the Texas Rangers and he's allowed the Red Sox to hit a 288. So it looks very promising right now. So can the Red Sox go ahead and sweep the Rangers this, this weekend? I hope so because hey, good news is that the Red Sox will enter the month of May being in first place in American League East. And if you remember back in the beginning of my episodes, a lot of people were predicting that the Boston Red Sox will finish in fourth place with a record of 75-87. And already one month, we have the Red Sox in first place. Do these analytics really get it right every time? Because right now, and we'll start off with the American League East, the Red Sox, as I stated, entering the month of May in first place. And currently, they're on a three-game winning streak. But they were predicted to be fourth. They expected the Yankees to be in first, and then the Blue Jays and the Tampa Bay Rays. I think as of late, the Yankees are might stirring up things to start winning again. Right, but we got our own Red Sox in first place. I can't even express that more about that. And in the American League Central, currently right now, the Kansas City Royals have won seven of the last 10 games and they're in first place when they were expected to be in fourth place as well. And in the American League West, 
we have the Oakland A's, which had their 13-game winning streak snapped, but they're in the lead by a game and a half. Nobody ever thought about the Oakland A's being a winning team, as they were subject to be 79-83. and 83. Let's move over to the National League. The Phillies, the Braves, the Mets, the Marlins, the Nationals, they're all under 500. Who would have known that they wouldn't be a winning team as of right now in the end of April? They kind of look like the NFC East of the NFL. But hopefully, hey, we got plenty of games going on. So somebody, there's got to be a team that will make a run for their money and finish in first place with a winning record. On to the National League Central. The Milwaukee Brewers are in the lead. Milwaukee Brewers are predicted to be a winning team, but they're predicted to finish in third place. And in the National League West, the Dodgers and the Giants are fighting for first place. But as expected, that is one good thing that, that we got right, or the analytics got right, is that the Dodgers are expected to finish in first place. But what they did not expect is the San Francisco Giants being neck to neck with the Dodgers as they were predicted to be in fourth place with a 73-89 record. And again, it's only been one full month of Major League Baseball and a lot of things can happen. Halfway mark in July, after the All-Star break, we'll figure out who is in, who are the pretenders and who are the contenders. And as of right now, it is looking like the opposite of everyone's prediction. Total 162 games, Let's see who's going to make it to the playoffs. But for now, let's enjoy what we have. We have a full season. We're going to get more fans in the ballpark as the time gets closer and closer. Next thing you know, all restrictions are lifted and we don't have to deal with COVID-19 and we'll go back to living normal. Thank you so much for listening to Ovi's Backstop Podcast part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. For more, visit hhwshow.com.